All right, it's 6 o'clock, everybody. It's Monday night. It's mutinyradio.fm and .sf, like every Monday since January of 2015. Yay! It's Will Brown and Henry Yay! Like every Monday at 6 o'clock since January of 2015. That's many, many years. We've been here at Mutiny Radio, being really cool to each other. It's weird with COVID time, so we have a max of eight people inside the room. Everyone wears masks. If you did not bring your own microphone condom, there is the bag of shame at the front that you can crinkle onto your thing. You can also like take your mask and put it over the microphone. There are many ways to solve this issue. Uh, But thank you all for being here. Also, to keep things safe, when we give comments to one another, which we do because it's the joke workshop, we're going to use this microphone in here. So just keep your mask on and you'll use... uh, Gary, why don't you talk into that microphone for a second just to show people how it's done. What up with you? There it is with his mask on, microphone four. So remember in the joke workshop, we're really a constructive group that wants to help comics out with new jokes, old jokes, anything they want to run. You get four minutes. At three minutes, you'll hear the horn. That means that you can learn what a minute feels like if you haven't done that before, if you're new. Um, And then we talk about your jokes for four minutes inside on this mic. And remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. So we want to make sure that we're being constructive and nice to each other um, because we're all working it out and expressing ourselves. Yay! Um, Help Mutiny Radio help you continue to express yourself by donating in that bucket up there or by Venmoing us at Mutiny Radio. Super appreciate that. Again, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, and we're going to get started with your first comedian of the night. He brought his own microphone because he's a champion. Uh, He's also the hero of Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirk. Yeah, how does it sound? (laughs) Mic jokes, microphone jokes. That works great for radio. Uh, Anywho... So, um, does anyone else feel that the uh, Facebook logarithm is broken now that the election is over? Uh, I used to get a lot of ads for tactical pants. And then the election came, and I'm getting all these, like, you know, election ads. And now they're sending me all these targeted ads for multi million dollar properties. And I make about 30 grand a year, and I live in a van, and I just don't think their data sweeping is all that it's cracked up to be. Okay, uh, <clears throat> so uh, Biden won the presidency, right? And uh, he has a lot on his, don't eat up my time. He has a lot on his agenda. He has so much stuff on his agenda, like to re- revoke all the executive orders of Trump. He's got so much on his agenda for day one. The only thing on his agenda for day two is a nap. He's old, guys, he's old. Uh, anyway, I would like to be the first to congratulate President Harris He's old. He's not going to make it four years. Anyway, I I don't know about your neighborhood, but they've started uh, street sweeping up again. And I, for one, am highly disappointed in Biden's new America. So Trump supporters apparently, uh, Trump and his supporters apparently need time to uh, process this loss. And uh, I guess they need a, a safe space. I guess is what they're saying. Uh, So I would just like you guys to consider the feelings of all the fuck your feelings folks out there that you might come in contact with. Uh, Anyway, in their defense, they were only being assholes because they thought they were going to win. 
It's the only reason. Uh, it's very hard on them. Uh, now they're going to have to be pro-life to um, uh, people in cages. So that's, yeah, that's going to be tough for them. They're bigly sad about it. Those are two Trump phrases. Yeah, family values, kids in cages. And uh, yeah, now they're going to have to be, these Christians are going to have to be more Christ-like, which as you know is a rough transition. It's a rough transition. Yep. So I, I, when I first, when Trump was first elected president and it was the whole Access Hollywood tape, and I thought he was going to change the name of the inaugural ball to the inaugural snatch. But he didn't, lucky for us. Uh, anyway, what's the over-under for corona deaths on Inauguration Day? Anybody? Anybody? So 72 more days, guys. Did you know that? 72 more days till the transfer of power. In 72 more days, we're going to exit the dark ages. 72 more days till we start listening to scientists and doctors again. Galileo would be so proud. He had to wait 400 years. Uh, only 72 more days till we start a two-month lockdown that we should have started in March. Can I have 72 more days? Anyway, 72 more days till we get UBI. 72 more days till we lose... You got 72 more days to lose that COVID-19 that we've all put on in this time. Uh, only 72 more days till the final Trump nuclear crisis. Just ends everything, so don't worry about it. And uh, 72 more days till vegans take all of our guns. Anyway, apparently uh, there's been a fence put up around the White House, and I'm a handyman. I'm available for demo of that fence for anyone who cares. And, uh, oh, I seriously said at the beginning, it's Joe. Bye, Don. Bam, that's it. Yay, Matthew Quirk. Bye, Don. Like... Donald Trump. Oh, you're so fucking clever, Matthew Quirk. Thank you. Um, I, I enjoyed the targeted ads at the top. Um, I think that's really ironic and silly that they're sending you million-dollar things. I like that. I don't know if there's Multi more targeted. Multi-million dollar. Targeted ads. So um, I don't know if there's more targeted ads like that you could throw in there because I feel like you could extend that a little bit. Um. So then you started getting into all of your awesome political stuff, and I wrote down, like, you, your political jokes are great, and they're topical, and they're clever, and they're, they're now, and that's awesome. But then what I wrote down was, how do you get people on your side like Hicks or Carlin did? And then I wrote even further, the way we still have to connect, like, you're super clever and you're super political, but I won't connect to you unless you pepper it with jokes about yourself. Like, because right now it kind of feels like, you're on a TV show that's like a political pundit thing. And I want to like r relate to you. I feel like if every third joke is a joke that it's about you or it's somehow that that political thing relates directly to you, that I'm going to be more into – and other audiences too will connect with you more. Like I connect with you obviously because I know you and I love you. But like you, you – when you start telling people these jokes, sometimes you distance yourself from the group – because they might not even know what's how to connect with that information. Do you know? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I'm a little rushed at the joke workshop with four oh, minutes, fair, fair, so fair, I fair, can't fair. dig into everything. But yeah, some of the things need a little more explanation, and some of the things need a little more setup. And you're right; occasionally I should be the foil. Right. But. Just but even anything about you, like because you, 
you're talking about all these other things and I just, I think like if every third joke ha had to do with you or how you relate to the information mm -hmm. you just said, your audience will be more apt to be like, oh, we're with this guy. Because there are a lot of political comedians that have done stuff, but it's like, how do they get that across? And I think it's that they somehow relate it to themselves. Uh, Will, you have comments? Oh, yeah. I was going to say something similar. But then also, like, when you were talking about, like, uh, fuck your feelings, like, I feel like you could go off a lot on, like, I, like you know, a lot of Trump supporters eat their feelings. That's why they're, you know, Costco and Walmart all the time. Or I don't know, that you could hook that into, like, what you do with your feelings. Or you are going to walk me into like fat that. shaming, huh? That's what you want me to do. <laughs> well, and you had that COVID-19 joke about yeah, yeah, using yeah. the 19 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's been complaining about that. I was at a bar last night. Oh, my God, I was at a bar last night. And the, the, it was really fun. Strange. And a, a new friend named um, Arthur, he was like, I gained 40 pounds. And I was like, <laughs> people swung in one of two directions. Anyways, you're really funny, and I love all your political jokes. Thank Other you. comments? All right. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Matthew Burke. Yay. Um, hey, Will and Henry, are you guys going to Alameda today, tonight? No, they are not. Okay, I was just checking. Uh, uh, there's an open, there's an outdoor open mic at the ball field in Alameda in Washington Park, and it's gonna be freezing. But it's David Dominguez of David D Comedy's birthday tonight, so I'm pretty sure it's happening. Uh, but it's all the way, it's all the way in Alameda. All right, your next comedian. What a wonderful, funny man he is. Clap your hands together, everyone. It's Gary Hughes. <laughs> Rap, rap, rap. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about things. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about loving you and making love. Let's talk about I do this the whole time until I find a joke on my phone. <laughs> all right, uh, I have no material here, but we're going to figure it out, guys, okay? We're going to figure it out. I went to, um, there's an American con concentration camp called Manzanar. I don't know if you know about it, but it was put there uh, for Japanese people once the whole, all the Japanese, it was one of those internment camps in Central California. And I went there and it's like, a, most of the buildings are gone, but they have a basketball court there and they have basketballs in the basket and I was just playing. I was just having a good time and I had a thought cross my mind. I was like, man, yeah, I could picture myself living here. It looked nice. And that was pretty much it. That was more of like a comparative joke. Because it's like if you went to an old plantation and you're like playing hacky sack with your friends and you're just having a good time, you're like, yo, I really like how the sun sets on this plantation. I could picture myself here. But in the house. But in the house. I could picture myself here, but inside the house. But that's how I feel. I felt so stupid. I thought <laughs> and I was just shooting. I was like, I'm having too much fun. I should be a little respectful to the spirits. So let me... So I got so I went and got I bought some patches from the gift shop just to show that I appreciate them. Um that was yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> I work with a lot of young people and uh I just found out what whippets were. <laughs> but not only that, so I work at a coffee shop and to make the whipped cream we have to use CO two. A bunch of CO two. And so one of my coworkers I won't put her on blast, but we'd be like, 
hey, so-and-so, go take your 10. And then you just hear her go in the drawer and just grab a bunch of CO2 and just go, like, grab an empty whipped cream can and go to the bathroom. And we'd be like, hey, what are you, what are you doing? Oh, she's like, oh, I'm about to clean this out. <laughs> what? In the bathroom? It, I, yeah, she just comes out floating. You feel me? Faded. Yeah, uh, a poor girl. She, she has so much stuff going on in her life. Like, why is she so late? <laughs> Yo, the motherfucking whippets. <laughs> I can't believe it. You ever do something dumb? You think it's like a good idea? I was trying to immerse myself in the, in the French culture. I was trying to learn French. So I was like, I'm going to watch French movies, eat French food. I watched the French movie. I was like, I'm going to put French subtitles on too. Put French subtitles on. I don't know what the fuck that movie was about. I thought I was so smart. I was like, oh, man, I'm so stupid. Uh, it was a dumb thing. I went to my auntie's. I went to two funerals during COVID. I went to my uncle and my auntie's funeral. Um, people, black people, my mother, <laughs> anytime I go to a funeral, my mother wants to know what the person looked like in the casket. What what she look like? I was like, she dead. <laughs> she was like, but does she look different? I was like, yeah, it looked like blood wasn't running through her body anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she looked very different. She looked stone cold. Like it wasn't her. Mama, stop making me think about it. Um, it was pretty bad. Uh, at work, because I work at a coffee shop, I try to avoid certain guests. This is one of those guests that used to always have depressing news. I'd be like, how you doing? She's like, well, <laughs> I mean, I, I told you before I was born with a disability, but my father, he has a lot of money, but he wouldn't help me out, so I had to pay off this. and pay. So I stopped. I try to avoid those people now. I really try to avoid those coworkers. I'd just be like, how you doing? i just keep going. Uh oh! I heard the, that was light. Um, can't wait <laughs> for the worldwide virus just to get some kind of reparations. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. My name is Gary Hughes. Thank you so much. Hold on, one whippets all the whippets. Hey, is it mutiny it, on, on, on Venmo? Uh, is it okay? Good. Is it mutiny radio FM? It's mutiny radio dot FM. Okay. Or no, no, Mutiny, oh, on the Venmo? Yeah. On the Venmo, it's just straight Mutiny Radio, just all one word. And if they ask for digits, just say pay anyway, and it, it works. Um, but Whippets, all the Whippets, I love the Whippet joke, but here's the thing. You said CO2, it's NO2, it's nitrous. It's nitrous oxide, that, that's what Whippets are. Well, she was using CO2. But then it's not a Whippet. She was sucking something. Right. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. So it's, but it's, I get it's, it's not, but it's, it was just it's, it's those little nitrous canisters that make the that make the whipped cream whip, and that's what they give you at the dentist too. Except they do it in medical grade canisters, and then those are little itty bitties. What is CO two? Oh, CO two is what makes CO2 soda fizz. CO two you can now you can asphyxiate on CO two. Like yeah. you could breathe CO two and you could asphyxiate. You would probably. You yeah. would probably get high because you yeah. you wouldn't have any oxygen in your brain. It's called car exhaust. But it's right. You can let. But nitrous is NO2, which is nitrous oxide, which is what they use to make things fluffy. And then when she comes out of the bathroom and you say, "Oh, she's motherfucking floating," I would do that sound. Wah 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 wah. Do you know the nitrous sound? Have you ever done nitrous? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I've never shit. done nitrous. So no. I do tons and tons of nitrous. <laughs> so. I would. I love no. hippie crack. It's amazing. That's what people call it, hippie okay, crack. That's okay. like the little moniker. But when you do it, it makes your whole world go wow, 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 wow. Oh, so so okay. you can make like a little tag so onto that if you wanna. 
Or you can play it's dumb on it because it isn't CO2. It's nitrous. And then that's even funnier that you're like, I've never done it. What are these crazy bitches doing? Um, and then I would say something in French after you do that whole thing. Can, like anything. And you could make it funny too, but it doesn't matter if we know oh. it or not. Just saying something yeah. in French after your French thing, Je I think would be a cute little. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> anything. All right, um, for sure. But I always enjoy just your observationalness and your joy to watch on stage. You're just fun and personable. So you could say mm. anything. You could be like, fuck the police for four minutes. And I'd be like, he's so entertaining. Hey. Uh, Brady, you have things to say. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always really impressed by your storytelling ability. And you are always naturally funny. And yeah, just that one small thing about CO2 versus NO2, because that could be deadly. <laughs> Which one? CO2. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's it. You're great. I really have nothing. But, uh, uh, hey, I appreciate it. Thank you so just much. positive things to say. Everybody clap wildly for Gary Hughes. You're like, what the fuck? And I know that but I know you There we go. People bringing their own mics. I'm just so happy that you guys are keeping yourself safe and all that stuff. Uh, your next comedian, he knows how to keep himself safe. Let me tell you, he grew up in the 80s. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. It's Brady. Why is you faking? No, you fake. I know you can't do it, and I know that you're taking try to see. Hi, everyone. Um, it's really good to be here tonight. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. And Pam, I'm just so thrilled to be here tonight. Um, you know, this has been kind of hard on me, this whole thing. Oh, and I have one thing to say to you, Gary. Amateur. <laughs> Amateur. I mean, God. Um, yeah, it's been really hard for me because um, I found out that um, during this COVID, I have OCD and PTSD. <laughs> and now they're giving me COLFT. Because that's how I'm gonna have to get through this next few minutes. You know, do you ever, do you ever like, um, I don't know if you remember Sherry Lewis and um, Lamb Chop. Do you remember them? Okay, so this is my thought today. Um, one of my fantasies. I just heard um, them singing, this is the vote that wouldn't end. It goes on and on, my friend. Some people started counting it, not knowing what it was, but the count will go on forever just because this is the vote that wouldn't end. Anyway. Um, yeah, and all this division that we've been seeing has been really troubling me. You know, and I just keep wondering how we can bring ourselves together because some president like Biden says we should all come together. And uh, I feel like we can. And I have uh, a suggestion maybe that we could do uh, my fantasies. I want to have this, I want to uh, be a marketing specialist and uh, use my powers to create the scent of the new America. It's called the American Collection. The first one, it's called um, White Woman. And you have to always say it just like that, you know. White woman. And it smells like mm, magnolia and white fragility. <laughs> We're gonna have pictures of her in the front of Starbucks, front of the line at Starbucks, and discuss and chatting fastidiously with the Costco manager. The next fragrance is for Ian. It's called Entitled. It's, it smells. I can smell it from here. I think we all can. I want to cover that up or something. Um, 
the next one. Oh, and uh, the I told you that one. Uh, and the final fragrance. Oh no, it smells like bourbon, patchouli, and <laughs> privilege. Um, and the final one is called Unwashed. It has a box made from repurposed denim of internment, internment camp prisoners and homeless people. It smells like um, musk desperation and pepper spray. Um, it's been really hard for me these last few days, you know, like a dealing with everything, and uh, I try to go back in my mind, and I think to myself, what could it have been like, you know, if I'd ever gone to that summer camp when I was a kid, you know, when I was 16, there was this, had this fa I had this fantasy that there's this queer camp, and we had so much fun together. We played with a lot of balls, a lot of bats, and every day, it was really close to the counselor, it was really close, and we got up um, in the saddle a lot. And every day we would go for the mess hall and we would sing the uh, camp, put it in me theme song from lovely camp, put it in me Michigan. It goes something like this. Oh, I love you, put it in me, put it in me every day. I love you, put it in me, put it in me all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. Put it in me every day, every day. And those are my fantasies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm not used to the new ASMR Brady uh, yet. It was just, I mean, it was really funny. And I think when you, you did a thing where you did like some, uh, what are they called? Acronyms. Mm -hmm. So if you said, you know, I think ASMR would have fit in there. Oh, okay. And then sometimes it was just hard to hear you. Like okay. I was like a few feet away and I couldn't hear you. And so if there were more like peaks and valleys, okay. you know, you could yell a few of those punchlines and shock people if you wanted to. I don't know. Okay. But it, good stuff, but sometimes I just couldn't hear it. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, the juxtaposition between once you've got that soft thing going, you can juxtapose it. And you did twice with the songs, so it's you are playing with your mode a little, but I'd say... Uh, Go more. Even, even more. Well, sure. play around with it. Play around with it. Okay. Today was interesting, though, because I saw you thinking. Like, I yeah. saw you thinking of your script, and it was different, because usually you're, it was like, today you were grasping for your words a yeah. little bit harder mm -hmm. until you started riffing, and then you, I saw you stop thinking, and then, uh, yeah. So the only problem, your unwashed stuff, you never mentioned the word fragrance. Uh, you mentioned marketing. But not fragrance. So, yeah, and so it was like you started, and then oh. you were like looking at us like, why aren't you getting it? You always get it. And then you were thinking, I, like, it was, oh, I, skipped I fragrance. saw you, like, I saw what was happening in your head. You, you were did. like saying the words, but then you were thinking of the words, but then you were like looking like, but they usually laugh at that, what did I miss? And I think it's because you didn't say the word fragrance, so yep. we were like, what's mm. he talking about? But I know the jokes, so that's why I was well, like, thank oh, you. okay. But when you listen to it, you'll hear it too. And then you'll oh, even yeah. hear it in your voice. Like, because you're trying to get to your punchlines. Um, mm -hmm. And you also dropped for the rest of us. 
I've oh, watched for the it. rest of us. See, I listen. I listen to your jokes, so I notice when those things <laughs> happen. Um, but yeah, it's great that you're playing with your new like volume thing. It's great. I totally support Will's. Yeah, Just totally. make sure that your diction when you're is even better. being quiet. Yeah, but the but the softness of it is it's fun and different and wacky. So, and it you know you. And you also, it's it's also comic because it subverts our idea of what we think you're going to be when you get up there. Like yes. your look presents differently that when this voice comes out. And so there's already <laughs> like a subversion of what we think, which is what comedy is. It's yes, a subversion. So mm -hmm. like you get us with that. The, the first thing that you sat, we're like, what? So that's because we have an expectation and then it changes and we're like, oh, and that's where the comedy is. Is, are there any other Anything comments? Oh, by the way, the audience, I look fantastic tonight. You I do. To I that. love everything you're doing. I always look fantastic. Very, very warm, too. I should have mentioned too. that earlier. Um, you yeah, have like a you. very Peruvian feel today, like <laughs> with the hat and the flaps okay. and the stuff. It's I would love to feel Peruvian. I'm so horny. Okay, thank you, guys. Yay! All right. Your next comedian. He's a nice young man. He's been coming back every week. What a sweet, sweet young guy doing funny jokes, practicing real hard. <laughs> I, I just, that's like my Rick and Morty without being either. Uh, put your hands together for Ian Langland. Drill yeah. shit. Fuck the odds, nigga. Yeah, fuck the feds. No, what you rolling? Come to my face. What you finna say? You ain't even with it. Claim you a savage, nigga. You ain't even with it. I, I can't catch this case. Go on, be a murderer. Thank you for building my sweet boy persona that I've been working so hard not to attain. Um, okay. We got some political jokes. Are we over it yet? Mm, yeah, I'm kind of over it too, but that's all, that's all I have right now. Um, so you, you're going to take it whether you like it or not. Oh, not the first time I've said that is. Who am I kidding? Um, uh, what am I yeah, so the election happened. I don't know if you know. It did happen. We could kind of all exhale, I think, for a long time. It was the only thing anybody could think about, rightfully so. It was like everything was like about the election, and you can't. Like, people would be like, so, like, what are you up to on Friday? And you're like, what do you mean Friday? Like, Friday doesn't exist. There's only Tuesday, and that's it. Like, you couldn't even think about the day after Tuesday. But then, you know, as we all know, the votes were taking their time, and it, you know, Tuesday became Wednesday, and then Wednesday became Thursday, Thursday became Friday. It's like, God, they took so, so, like, I think it was all for, like, CNN to get ratings or something. They're just like, keep, like, how, did you guys, were you guys watching CNN? Like, I watched so much CNN for, like, five days straight, like, the one hour I wasn't watching it, they finally announced the presidency. I'm like, fucking great. The fucking guy on the board was just like, well, let's look at Maricopa County. It's like, no, no, all the fucking districts of, Arizona and Georgia, thank God. Um, but uh, yeah, everything was taking their time, especially Nevada was taking their time. It's like they had a bunch of like dyslexic people counting all the votes. They were like, Joe, Joe, we, and they need like four other consultants to come over and help them divvy up the votes. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, it was strenuous. And people were like so excited to, to like protest. Like, there were protests the night of before there was even, like, a final call. There was, like, everybody, there were so many people that, like, canceled all their plans on Tuesday. They were like, 
fuck, I canceled backgammon night, and I bought this poster, and I loaded my gun. I'm not going to not protest. So then you see them, and they go block a polling station. It's like, what are you even protesting? There's nothing like Trump was winning at that point, so I don't even know like what they were even saying. Um, but that's like America. America loves to protest. And like the presidency is just the supreme version to like, or supreme reason to like cause chaos. Because like we can't even be tame when there's like discounts after Thanksgiving and you expect us to like stay home when like a new president is named. Like that's not really gonna happen. Uh, but I think either way, no matter who won, I think that we were gonna, like we're, we're destined for a civil war no matter what, I hate to say it. I'm the leading political commentary person of the United States. Uh, I have some insight. No, but like, so like, 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 look at it. Look at how we operate. Like, when there were like chicken sandwiches at Popeyes, like that, like tore at the fabric of society. Like, if that's not like a predecessor for civil war, then I don't know what is. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Ooh, that only that meant you had a minute, sweetheart. You had a minute. Whenever I honk, it means you have a minute. I know, but that's oh, all I had. That, that was like really, really right, right. And right. I'm sorry that I just called you sweetheart. That was really no, it's um, okay. It's kind okay. of like okay. a pejorative, sexist term. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I enjoyed your TED talk, and um, <laughs> was it a was it a Popeye sandwich or was it a Chick Fil A sandwich? I thought it was the Popeyes. There was a Popeyes issue it's too. I it didn't was know there was also a Popeye's well, issue. Chick I only knew about Chick the Chick-fil-A yeah, Chick issue. Chick-fil-A had, had the chicken sandwich, and then Popeye's got it too, and then it was like, they were like, and so Popeyes, many people were ordering it that they didn't have enough. It was like a whole thing. So Popeye's doesn't hate the gays, just Chick-fil-A. Just, I mean, so I, I haven't the, checked the Popeye so background. the Popeye's thing was they had riots because of their chicken sandwiches? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. okay. So I was, I, I got thrown off there, but oh, that's, ex so that's exciting to know that people riot over chicken. Yeah. Um, I love how you ended. Like I feel like everything led up to that last punchline at the end, which was great. And the the concept of Thanksgiving sales and the presidential election, I think that that's a funny concept to sort of go into. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you, this this set had like two good punchlines and a lot of good ideas. Yeah, a lot and of I talking. Hope, I hope that's where you meant to do with it. But if it was just but, like no, those were my two. It was like it was like the, it was the slow counting, the people like to protest and the. Like civil war is inevitable. Right. So, uh, yeah. So people like to protest. The big punch on that is Popeyes, and I'm stupid and I didn't get that. But I think everybody else did, so that was good. I hope. So, so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I would. I mean, if you're already talking about chicken, you might as well throw in chicken. But I don't. I don't know. It depends okay. on political you want. Do whatever you want to do. It's your time on stage. I gotta look into the Popeye kerfuffle. I don't really know the details. <laughs> that was the best word I could think of. Kerfuffle. I like the word kerfuffle. Um, I'm white. Maybe. Spoiler alert. Okay. Never mind. I'll shut up. No, you're entitled. Um, no, um, <laughs> I really, I really enjoyed those scene you relied last on your notes and in the past, mm -hmm. and that your um, stage presence is increasing dramatically. Yeah, Thank you. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and I agree with a lot of what Pam had to say. There was a lot of setup, a lot of, but not a lot. Of, you know what I mean? I just wanted some more bites in there. Right. But uh, and I really want to compliment you though more than anything on, like, since I've seen you coming here all these weeks, mm -hmm. you really are like pushing really far ahead. He's when it blossoming. Comes to your Thank you. He's blossoming. Oh, That's all I could ask. So on Don't smell him, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, I smell like bourbon and patchouli. Oh. Call back. Okay. <laughs> He's a professional. Other comments <laughs> for Ian? That was great. Clap your hands together. Thank Ian Langland, yay! <laughs> the junk workshop works. Um, all right. Hey, Henry, are you on tonight? 
Dude, would you like to? Well, you'd be after Will anyway. But I was just asking because you're on the list. And then um, after, the, what's your name again, though? Felipe. Felipe. Uh, okay. What happened? Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together right now. It's Will Brown. And they know Hello. All right, I'm just going to keep my mask on. Um, so I don't know if I'm just a planner, I guess. I'm now that all this like uh, election anxiety is over and there's a vaccine coming down the pike in December, I'm like, okay, what's the next thing that I can obsess and obsessively worry about? And um, here's what I've been working on. Uh, I'm a Zoom teacher. These are all about me, by the way. But I mean, if you need some general anxiety, I don't know, maybe other people can help you with that. <laughs> but I'm a Zoom teacher, and I'm just waiting for the next... Um, I'm, I'm, I know that there's tons of screenshots of me from my from my students out there. Just like I'm just waiting to, to pop up on like teachers with boogers or, you know, teachers with bad skin or you know teachers with bad fashion sense. And like I'm a gay, so that like really hurts. And it might be true, you know, uh, but um, you know I'm my self-esteem is fragile, and I'm not worried about like what other people would think. I'm worried about what I will feel when I see myself on these like websites. Um, I'm not worried about like teachers smoking blunts or anything like that because I'm very careful. I don't take my medicine until 420. I think 420 was invented by teachers personally because I mean, you know, the last class is over at three, you kind of tie, anyway. Um, I'm also not worried about like uh, uh, my face being photoshopped or a deep fake or anything like that. I would actually, if anybody's in tech here, I would love, I would pay to be in a deep fake, uh, like a porn thing where you know somebody like photoshops me onto a porn star. I personally would love to see what I would look like in a hot porn movie, and I would screenshot that shit and put it on Grinder all like all over San Francisco. Would see these pictures, like I would promote that myself. Uh, Let's see. Um, I'm also worried about my mild disabilities. I mean, we've talked about the gay DD before. Um, I think that there's a second version of gay DD. You know, if you don't know what gay DD is, it's like when you're, uh, you know, it's like ADHD, but you're distracted by D, like, you know, dick. But I think that there's a second D, there's a second version of it, and it's uh, distracted by divas. I've spent way too much time, and it started with Cher and Madonna. When I, since I was a little kid, it's a persistent, persistent, persistent disease that like has gotten worse over time you know I've gotten more obsessed with like Beyonce recently Lemonade had me like and, and I don't know how much time I've wasted you know time that I could have been putting towards my career and my own interests I've just been devoting to these divas you know like you know, fighting and fighting haters on YouTube comments and Twitter, you know, for these people. And I mean, I don't think it needs to be said again, but I'll say it because I have to leave Britney alone. Okay? Like, I don't know what else I can do about this. But anyhow, I think that's about all I have that's new this week. All right, thanks for listening. Yay, Will Brown, yay. Yay, obsessively worrying about Britney Spears. Hooray. Um, the only advice I have is that, old man, you could make all of those images come together with a hashtag and throw uh. it on Insta. So you could be like, you're worried about showing up on, pick a girl's name from your class, like a horrible name. 
uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, I'm worried about being, I'm showing up in Chloe's feed. Um, and then you can use hashtags like hashtag deep fake, hashtag gay DD. I feel like if you take everything you did and then just, instead of saying websites, sort of modernize it and stick it in Insta language um, and then use I'm those hashtags. Hash- I might get hashtagged. Right. Well, that's the um, thing. So, and then, and then you, and then you have the opportunity to do all your lists and they're all hashtags and then you can um, even do callbacks because um, then when you get to that deep fake, you just say hashtag deep fake uh-huh. and then everyone's like, oh, so it's just, it's just a suggestion to make that set sort of give it an idea to keep it rolling around because then you can even do other things and you can call back by just doing a hashtag. I mean, it might be a little hack, but I feel like it's just a fun way to organize. Okay. That set. Technology has changed. <laughs> I don't have any, I don't have any notes per se. I just, was this the first time you've said all these jokes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you have like a really good presence and totally like, I like your point of view and stuff. I just, I don't know. I'm just complimenting you. I, guess. I also like how you wrote it on the back of an envelope. Yeah. Like, I mean, I forget really these like nonprofits that are sending me, yeah. wanting me to <laughs> donate to them. I'm worried about my own problems. Yeah. Make some use of that. That's all I'd say. I, I just think you're really funny overall. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Yay, compliments. That's nice. That's such a, I think Brady's running into. Yes, Brady. Yeah. Come on, Brady. Sister queen. Sister girl. You are doing great. I really enjoyed your set tonight, and I really um, appreciate your delivery. That's all. Oh, I mean, that's really you. good. And I, too, have KDD. Thank you. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Fellow sufferer. I have it. T- I also have it. <laughs> Everybody gets distracted by D. Except not gay. Well, okay. I guess gay. I don't know. Just a lot of D, hopefully. A lot of D. <laughs> Hopefully a lot of D. Uh, everybody clap your hands wildly for Will Brown. Yay! Thank you. Henri, are you going up to that? Did you have a few jokes, sir? Everybody clap your hands together. This is like the, I don't know, third time maybe? Second time? Third time he's ever done it? Everybody, Henri! It's Henry. I was just being silly. It's Henry. Yay. That's what they call me at work. Yeah. So um, I hate dealing with people. So I'm gonna talk about my past um, job history. Um, Cause it's, I think being an introvert, I had a couple of interesting jobs. Like my first job was um, a driver's assistant. Well, that job is not very interesting, but the way I got fired was um, I asked for the day off to go get my driving test um, for my driver's license. And um, yeah, it's kind of ironic that I got fired for that reason because I actually needed the, my driver's license for that job. My second job was working at Farmer John's. I never thought that I would see a pig get sawed in half. Um, I stopped eating pork right after that. Um, afterwards, when I moved to San Francisco, uh, I worked at Columbus Salami. So uh, <laughs> my job title there was a salami stuffer. <laughs> so, so that was kind of interesting, telling people what my position was. Um, yeah, uh, I would get in trouble a lot there because every time I would tie cachetore, my boss would tell me that I would make him way too big. He would... <laughs> He would tell me, this isn't a, a build-a-boyfriend shop. <laughs> he, he would tell me to make it six inches and stop making them nine. You know, he said, make him look more natural. Um, so I told him, 
don't be mad because your dick is smaller than six inches. <laughs> so, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> um, my current job, I'm, I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want to get in trouble, but it's um, Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, I was kind of hesitant getting that job because I didn't want to be a stereotype. But it turned out that I was really good at that job, so fuck me, right? Uh, I kind of forgot the rest of it. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I forgot the rest of it. I guess that's it. <laughs> Henry, everyone! Yay! Yay and then yay! The way I got fired jokes. Those were great. Um, the sausage jokes and salami jokes, obviously you heard the laughs, so you know that those are fire. And um, the only thing I can say is that after the pig gets sawed in half, I think that there's a tag you can put on after. I don't know what, like, I feel like there's, until you've seen a pig get sawed in half, and then there's like something like, you've never lived until, and I feel like there's something you can do after the pig sawed in half that's gonna make it more, because already it was jarring, and I was like, I think there's more funny there, too. Like, there just seemed like there was more, but that sausage salami stuff was killer. Matthew Cork. Uh, yeah, like you know, you're supposed to make it six inches and not nine inches, and you're not supposed to put a head on it, and it's not supposed to, it's not supposed to bend to the left, and it's not supposed to have a vein. And I guess when I made a scrotum, that was just a bridge too far for them, so I got fired. Well, like you could you could spend a few more minutes on that bit right there. Just well, it, it always had a curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, I'll bend to the left. No, stage left. You know, and, uh, you know, so anyway. Oh, uh, comments from Gary Hughes. I, I just wanted to try to see if I could add the tag that she was talking about. Uh, maybe you could just do the classic porky pig afterwards. Like, I've never seen a pig slaughtered in half. And uh, beep, 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 that's all, folks. Oh, <laughs> wow, yes. That's very funny. All right, everybody clap wildly for Henry. Yay! Yay! All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands, everybody. It's Felipe! What's up, everybody? This is probably the second time I've done this and um, kind of going through a trifecta of things. You guys ever been like fired, dumped, and uh, about to go homeless at the same time? Which one should we talk about first? All right. Well, I've been uh, I dumped Instagram recently to start searching through Craigslist, and boy, what a wild place that is to find places. Like literally, there like you got you meet people and you go to these places. I've just looked through three fucking places today, and everyone's just looking at you like a Chinese lady was just like income. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I work in like film, TV production things. Income. She's all she can say. Then her fucking son comes down, and he was, was like really concerned about like who like this dude. Like I don't even got. Freaking sock songs I haven't finished the laundry. My life's falling apart. I don't have a laundry at my place. And more and more, it seems like I want to live in my fucking car. Because it's like, I don't really got to do anything about that. Just put the evil, baby, bloody, shitty gasoline into the car and drive it somewhere. You know, the gasoline's like destroying the world. But I'm sick and tired of trying to put up with the world with how the hell it's going, you know? It's really tough. The whole thing about it is like, once you start scrolling through, you hit that fucking quarter mark. You start scrolling through Craigslist and you start looking for places to live and you just need to do it. And you're welcome to San Francisco. Like, 
it's really like it pushes you right out of it. And this thing keeps making noises that this is what a condom feels like when it's just about to break. And makes a child like me out here in the fucking window, fucking support nothing. It's like, oh, here you go. But, you know, that's like, this being me looking through Craigslist and all this shit. But um, there's really, the one thing that really hit me is I quit social media. The fucking saying, like, it's five o'clock somewhere became my time to check my social media messages when I desperately put out, please, I'm looking for an apartment in San Francisco, just to check the messages of the friends who give a shit to try to just help me out in the end. And uh, it just doesn't really work in that well. But I never thought I'd quit, I'd not quit drugs, you know. But quit Instagram and the internet and the scrolling, the constant, you know. Now I'm just ranting. Now I'm giving you guys a speech here. Like, it's so sad. Let's backtrace to where this all started, right? Me and my roommate have to move out. And uh, he had a beautiful relationship in quarantine, which is amazing. He was with this girl. They were putting each other on the laptop and starting the movie at the same time. And just like, all right. And I'm just there, single and depressed, just watching this whole thing go down. It's not very funny, it's kind of depressing, you know? Yeah, this is a depression session. Hi, welcome, DJ Depression, spinning depression every Monday. But the, I guess the point I'm trying to say is, like, you know, that you stay connected so much through the fucking internet, and the second you, like, quit that thing, it's, like, easier to quit drugs, or easier to quit the internet than it is, or, you know, it's hard. And I'm spiraling out of control here, actually. But... Thoughts are just like, I have a friend of mine, a best friend of mine. He was here last week. He had to use the bathroom. He probably, um, you know, rebased some drugs in there, but he was just like, oh, I had to take a dump. I know he doesn't have to take a dump because he's fucking been hooked on heroin. So I'm just crying about like, oh, this girl broke up with me and I don't have a place. He's like, yeah, some doctor was finger blasting my butthole to try to get poop out of it because I've been hooked on heroin for the past couple of days. He's my best friend that I'm allowing to crash on my couch. Now my couch has turned into his couch, and we're fucking probably moving into the streets together. Uh, yeah, I can't afford therapy, so I guess I'm just here for this. <laughs> but uh, I had some jokes in there, you know. Last part, when I got dumped, you know, but this girl that was kind of a blogger, we were filming skits and filming a bunch of funny things together. But she dumped me for a tripod. That's uh, really sad, because honestly, anybody can fill that void. It's not some guy with a bigger dick than me, which probably is happily just gorilla fucking her. But a tripod could really fill the void in the life of a relationship between... Two people. I think yeah. I think I just wanted therapy. I think I don't have any jokes. This is me coming at you with just complete and total. I'm drunk. Felipe bringing us Woo. the honesty. Well, no, he was being incredibly honest and he was being very vulnerable. And those are two of the things <laughs> that are really necessary. No, it's good. You're get. You, I mean, you're you're going through it and get into stuff, and that is positive. Um, yeah, and when you, uh, I would just try to keep us on the tracks more or keep yourself on the tracks. <laughs> so like you were great identifying with us at the beginning. You identified with the audience. I was on board. You have the, you have a fun personality. You're sort of jumping around. You, you asked somebody and then you went with it and it seemed fresh and natural. You were like on a train of thought. But then I would keep us on the tracks. So yeah. make sure that you keep mentioning the housing situation and just keep reminding us that that's the, those are the tracks yeah. um, so that we can follow you. And then you were riffing again, and you're like a child like me, and you were saying weird stuff, and you started doing <laughs> it. And I was like following you, but I was like, just keep bringing us back to the tracks. Yeah. And then I would even, it would be a cute little bit to use this time on the mic to actually do a commercial for yourself of like, I'm, who's looking, 
I need somewhere to live. Like, no, seriously, does anyone no, have anywhere I can live? Room. Like, you've already tried Craigslist, so now you're, yeah. like, going to open mics and literally being like, can I live with you? I think it would be a really funny bit if you used yeah, your time yeah. to, like, That's legitimately true. ask the audience for a place to live. That's awesome. Thank uh, you so much. So my second time coming out here. I'm just, like, Fully riveting. Oh no, like you're I just that's uh, great. almost had the most like had the courage to just get up here and just like think yeah, sometimes shit has to hit the fan for you to be like, well, you've got the courage. Uh, Will Brown comments. Yeah, super hilarious. And I mean, especially off the cuff like that. I mean, your just natural vibe is really funny. And I mean, if you're homeless, you'll be the funniest homeless person <laughs> at least in your area. I'm sure. San Francisco's not that bad of a place to, there's lots of resources out there, man. Use them, and especially somebody as smart as you, I'm sure you'll have no, well, I don't know. It'll be hard. I got evicted not too long ago, so I, you know, know what that's like. It's not fun. But anyway, um, really funny. I forgot and my one dumb hair bit. Like, oh, it, last time I was here, I forgot I carried this thing, and I was going to do a hair bit. I forgot that was, like, the whole bit I actually had about doing this, like, this hair bit about my bald spot. And just putting this hair in. Yeah, uh, oh, every second time. Last time I was here, I had this hair bit in my pocket, and I fucking forgot it because I got nervous. <laughs> so That's, well, I had this okay whole bald spot hair with Being a pop comic is not, it's pretty low-hanging fruit. So yeah, I wouldn't is. I wouldn't necessarily be <laughs> like, like oh, I forgot a prop joke. Like, yeah. I'm beating myself up. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do a prop joke. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, Carrot Top is one of the richest people. <laughs> anyway, fair enough, fair so uh, Pan made me think of that. You're like, I guess I'm coming here for therapy. I'm also coming here looking for roommates. <laughs> you know, I'm homeless. I can't afford a piece of paper to hang on a tele <laughs> you know, telephone pole. So I'm doing open mic, seeing if anyone's got a room. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you guys Clap so much, your hands man. You guys are so supportive. Bay. Appreciate it. Love what you guys do. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, everybody. All right, friends. Um, the way that we're going to work this for the last comic, he's not ready to be live on air. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to say, hey, everybody, for listening. Thanks so much for doing that. This has been Joke Workshop. I'm going to play the commercials for the station, and then something else will play after that. Coming up at 8 o'clock is Unique Radio with Queen Unique. Thanks for being here. Please go to Asiento. Um, go to Eventbrite. Dinner and a show at Asiento. It's this Thursday. Irene, too, is headlining. It's going to be amazing. You can reserve your table for that. And then this Saturday is at 20th and Mission is Jitters and Titters. It's a new outdoor comedy show, and you're going to be looking forward to a lot of those over the winter months coming to you on the afternoons, in the weekends, from Mutiny Radio. Uh, right now, just going to enjoy those commercials. We'll see you guys next week here on Joke Workshop. Yay! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. 
We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube. 
you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station. MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission. MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio. Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tusser Meadows with Mutiny Radio. 
Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio every Friday from usually from 8 to 10, but tonight from 8 to 9, we've got a very special Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 show for you all. Yay! Clap it up for yourselves for being here. For all the comedians you're going to see from all over the amazing United States of America. Yay! Uh, I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. How you doing? Yay! This is day six, and I'm surprised I'm still alive. This is it's, it's a lot of it's, it's a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, that's right. I write jokes. Did I do that too? I used to do that. Fun, good stuff. Uh, feminists in the house? Yeah, Ooh, yeah. It's the same way I feel about it. <laughs> still, you have to be a feminist. <laughs> I don't like to call myself a feminist. It's kind of a dirty word these days. It seems like it's a politicized, dirty word. You know, I'd rather call myself a cunt face. It's more descriptive and accurate, you know, for what I'm doing. But I don't know what else to call myself. You know, language is political, right? What do I, what am I? I'm a female, right? I'm a person. I'm a woman. We are all people. No, it's not spelled like that. But boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs> so I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. Spelling crowd? Yeah. <laughs> I can spell. I must be a witch. I know how to read too. No. There is no men in feminism. It's spelled with an I. <laughs> feminism. I am a feminist. No, no one, no one can't. You can get out your phones and T9 it. I swear. <laughs> There's no men in feminism. It just sounds like there are. It's a amazing thing. Okay, it's fine. Th- but language is political. Like, 
every month women menstruate. Menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. Menstruate. Right? When you have sex for the first time, what do you break? Hymen. Hymen. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi. Open for business. We get the one feminine pronoun. What do we get? Herpes. <laughs> you give us herpes. Yeah? Good. The one I understand so much because I'm going through it right now is menopause. <laughs> Men are pausing on me. They're like, whoa, she is older than I thought. <laughs> that is... Yeah. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism? I don't know. A lot of ladies in the 70s burned bought bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yeah. My butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. Like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. <laughs> Good morning. Oh, I, am, I don't mean to talk so much about feminism. I don't want to be too heavy-handed, you know, as a feminist. But I love the term heavy-handed because that's you used to not beat your wife with a heavy hand because you wouldn't want to leave a mark, am I right? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love feminist things. I'm, I, I'm trying to believe in equality now. I don't know if you crowd this into equality. No? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Quality sucks. There's a really easy way to make equality happen right now, and that's PG-13 movies. Right, right now in a PG-13 movie, if you cover up the nipple, you get to see a 180% side boob. That's sexy. Uh, you also get to see some butts, but not the whole. That's fine with me, too. What I say is I'd like to see some side scrotes. Mm -hmm. You might not be on board yet. Let's imagine together a Martin Scorsese film. The sunset. There's an infinity pool. Nicolas Cage is coming out of the pool. His long ball sack is deep in the water, right? And his... His dick is above the stairs, so we're not seeing any genitals, mind you, but what we get to see is his beautiful stained glass side scrote for equality, yeah? I think the movie's called Raging Balls. I think it's the name of that Nick Cage movie. I just want to see, like, older actors get to come back, make a big comeback because of their long, saggy nutsack. Yes! Beautiful. Shorn, unshorn. I want to see it all quality. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited about it too. Uh, any other any other crazy cat people? Yeah, meow, 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 my cat, my cat people. Bow to your alien overlords with one arm, <laughs> just like the Chinese. They know what's up. Come on now, cats are the best. I'm the crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him. want to knit a sweater out of his fur. Make him wear it. I was, I've been getting cat calls quite a bit. Live in the tenderloin. Cat calling is a thing. I, I don't even see it as cat calling anymore. I see it maybe more as complimenting. A gentleman yelled out to me on the street, girl, 
You've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. I'm taking it. That's not catcalling. Another gentleman said, oh, you got a nice fit on today. I like that. I am fit. I'm wearing an outfit. That's a double entendre and cat complimenting. Thank you. That's good. I try not to wear skirts because a gentleman walked up to me and said, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, you've crossed the line, sir. That is catcalling. Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's, that's weird, bro. That's, that's on you. Actually, it's all over me. That's the problem, you guys. I, I do understand catcalling now, though, because I, I have a kitten. I have a darling, sweet kitten. And I call her all the time. I go, baby kitty, come here, baby kitty, I love you. Come here, baby kitty, come here. And then she, like, runs the other direction, but she shows me her butthole. Mm. So I run up to her, and I pick her up without consent, and I flip her over like a baby, and I kiss her on the mouth. So I understand catcalling. Like, I get it. I really get it. <laughs> Deep in my soul. All right, yay! That's been my time. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay! Uh, we sing a little song before we start this. If you know it, sing along. Here we go. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy, clubhouse. comedy, clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high, 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 high. <coughs> I need to get a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse. You want to come and tell me clubhouse? You're already here, you're trapped. Yay, thanks for being here. I'm super excited to bring up all of your awesome festival comedians. Your first festival comedian, put your hands together for the very funny Dash Thompson! First Wednesday live jazz, live DJ Thursday. I'm gonna keep moaning till I'm sad. Ah, okay. Uh, what's up? How are you guys doing? Do you guys feel good? Feeling? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I like it. It was, uh, it, I felt inspired by that. Uh, uh, I found out uh, recently, I was, I was looking through some old baby photos, and uh, they were mine, by the way. I don't just peruse photos of babies. That's not my thing. I found out by looking through some old baby photos that my mom, when I was a toddler, put a rat tail on my head, which is, yeah, yeah, that's upsetting to find out. Because you never look at someone with a rat tail and think, like, that guy could do my taxes. But you have looked at someone with a rat tail and thought, that guy, he keeps all of his money in a shoebox, I feel like, under his van. Uh... Yeah, because, like, you know how moms like to put, like, like cool punk moms like to put, like, mohawks on their toddlers, right? And they're like, look, he's a little punk rocker. My mom put a rat tail on my head. was like, look, he's a little junkyard salvager. Isn't that cute, huh? Yeah. Pick up some scrap metal, you little trash baby. Get out there. Don't touch him. He's got tetanus and rabies. Best friend's a raccoon. So, anyways, he's a little wild child. It's fun. I say that because I have this working theory with rat tails. Uh that uh, people with them also own raccoons. I can't prove it. I just hope that I want I want to do this joke one day and someone with a rat tail in the crowd is like, hey, man, that's accurate, and just pulls a raccoon out, and I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> I've been proven correct. <laughs> cool. Uh, I also found out, uh, looking through some old, uh, some old photos of me, that for my first day of school, like my introduction to uh, other kids, my mom sent me out the door, uh, in suspenders and a bowl cut. Uh, that was my first look. 
Suspenders, yeah, suspenders and a bull cut. Just like a little message to the rest of the kids, like, just bully him. D don't even look anywhere else. It's going to be him. Uh, she dressed me like a middle-aged divorcee who cuts his own hair. And you know how sad that is to show up on your first day of school? Just like, <laughs> divorce is hard. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> All right. Mostly that joke's for myself because I just love doing that voice. <laughs> and every time I do that joke, the crowd's always like, please, please don't do that more. Uh, so I'm going to move on. Uh, yeah, I also found some old footage of me uh, playing basketball for the first time, uh, which is also, like, pretty upsetting to look at, especially if you ask, like, like any, like, guy, like, average dude would probably assume he was a pretty good athlete as a kid. If you show any of them a tape of them running as a kid, they're like, ha fucking never mind, I guess. That's uh, just all elbows and hips, you know? Uh, footage of me playing basketball on my basketball team, I found out... And I didn't know this, or I just didn't remember, or I probably blacked it out, where uh, every time our team would score a point, I made the decision to cartwheel down the court. Uh, I was in the game, just mid-court, just cartwheeling, like, yay, points, Dad. And my dad's like, I got a theater kid, don't I? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> doing jazz hands. You know, it was, it was cool to me. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I am, uh, I'm, I'm single, uh, which is fun. Uh, my last girlfriend, uh, broke up with me in a park at night, which I thought, a little risky on her part. Um, <laughs> you know, not that, you know, anything's gonna happen, it's just, you never, <laughs> us men, right? Anyways, that's, that's a cute, fun, throwaway joke. <laughs> just a little cute joke you just throw out there, and you're like, ooh, we're dangerous. <laughs> just kidding. Um. I should probably get rid of that joke. <laughs> uh, cool. I think, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do this uh, fun little thing. I, um, in middle school, I was really into wrestling, like WCW. Anyone else? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Super into wrestling. Uh, in eighth grade, me and my buddy, we would uh, pretend wrestle uh, with each other and stuffed animals. It wasn't weird. It was really cool. And uh, we would wrestle on, like, the trampoline. I remember once uh, his little brother wanted to, to wrestle with us. And, uh, you know, there's a little bit of, like, give and take with wrestling, right? Because it's, you know, it's like stage, it's theater. Uh, his, his little brother put my head between his legs to powerbomb me, but I was like, I'm not going to get powerbombed, no bitch. And I threw him back, and I bloodied his mouth, and then wrestling was done forever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a real bummer. But me and my friend, we would, uh, we would like, we really like to do it up, you know, because we were kids, we have imaginations, and we came up with our own wrestling duo name we called ourselves the venom bros right that's not bad you could see that it's not that bad we also had our own tagline because uh, you remember how like uh rick flair had like woo and the rock was like you smell this shit or whatever i don't know uh <laughs> we had our own tagline as the venom bros but it was way less intimidating our tagline as the venom bros was venom bros which uh, is uh, doesn't make you the cool kid in middle school, but it's a great deterrent for bullies. Turns out no one wants to pick on the kid who licks other kids. It's just a rule of school. I'm going to kick your ass. When and where, baby? They're like, never mind. You win everything. Anyways, that's my time. Thank you very much. Dash Thompson, everyone. Hooray. We have comics from all over the United States, and your next one is from Chicago. 
Clap your hands in a wild, slappy like motion for Aaron Atkins. I know that you learned what you really want to know. I know you won't dirt. Thank you very much. Hello, my name is Aaron. Um, I am from Chicago. Uh, I'm back in town for this festival, and we're down the street. I got to get this off my chest because it happened today. Has anyone here been to the coffee shop down the street? It's called Coffee Shop, right? That guy's a sociopath, huh? That guy's a fucking sociopath. First of all, because when I went first in there, he's like, hey, fist bump for everybody. When he fist bumps me, can I fist bump you real quick? He goes like this. He goes, do you like vertically like so? He goes like this. Hey. It's like half of my fist, right? And then he doesn't even acknowledge it. He's like, so what's up, bro? Are you vibing on anything? And I was like, what the hell? Not by anything. And I guess I, my, my friend, another comic here, Sam Carroll, got a fucking, um, he got this drink called the Sherpa. It's like an iced coffee drink. They put, like, coffee, snow, like, ice cubes in it made out of coffee, right? It's like the big gimmick. So I'll get one of those. Uh, and I pay, like, $8 for it, first of all, which is a lot of fucking money for a cup of coffee. Even Elon Musk over here agrees with me. It looks fucking a lot of money, man. And I swear to God, when he was making it, he puts the ice cubes in, and he goes, he, to his coworker, he goes, let's put four. It's probably enough. Probably enough. What the fuck? He was gonna put five. I swear to God, he was gonna put five. Uh, probably enough. What do you? He paid eight dollars in advance. Whatever. One of the, one of those dollars was a tip. So I'm a bitch tax for that. It's a seven dollar cup of coffee. I misspoke. Sorry, I'm an angry little man. I <laughs> I have a lot of pent up anger. Uh, probably because I'm from here, and uh, my parents are vegans. Less a lot to unpack there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why I look like how NPR sounds, right? Because um, I've grown up to be a thrift store mannequin in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it out of the way. My parents did a seance on a New Yorker tote bag, and I was like, hey, fully grown. <laughs> you guys read David Sedaris? Great guy. <laughs> Bless me. Yeah, having two vegan parents is like having two autistic parents, bro, you know? Even if you're not, like, you're still going to act like you are. You know? Like, when I was a kid, my favorite band was Podcast. So, yeah. I had a t-shirt. I had a This American Life t-shirt I wore to school every Thursday and Friday. Anybody else? Anybody else? I was the only one. All right, I pee sitting down. What else is fun about me? <laughs> um, what else is cute and <laughs> quirky about my identity? Let's see. I'm also I'm a queer man. Hell yeah. <laughs> At the record show, standing ovation. <laughs> um, actually, this is a part of the show I like to play a game with the audience called um, Is It Gay Porn? Or Is It Kung Fu That I Slowed Down? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a little clip, and I just want you to tell me, is this gay porn? Or is it just Kung Fu That I Slowed Down? So let me know. Alright, gay porn or kung fu? Think kung fu? Kung fu? You're wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting at the gym, so <laughs> you're <laughs> all wrong. <laughs> this man was being ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, this he's gonna live on forever in a mediocre stand-up set. <laughs> Say hello to San Francisco, man. Yeah, I got being queer and vegan, high school, sucked ass for me, you know. I think I think what also sucks is that like I'm not like queer enough for a lot of people. Like I'm too straight, which is stupid that you can even do that. And also the people that accuse me of that are also these straight guys in like basketball shorts and a t shirt that just says like gap on it, you know? And it's like you're gonna judge me over this, but like 
I think that's just stupid because like gay culture is like so huge. You know, like you could live like you grow up on one side of it and never see the other at all, right? Like when I was a kid, I never like I never watched RuPaul's Drag Race. That wasn't like my gay TV. My gay TV was um, Anderson Cooper 360. So, <laughs> right? Right? A man that's like technically gay. That's what I like a like a Buttigieg kind of guy, right? <laughs> like, like if he had a flow in the Pride Parade, it'd just be like a gray Honda Civic, you know, <laughs> going to like softball practice. Yeah, well, like I said, high school still sucked ass for me. It's a very easy target, you know. Like I really did bring a tote bag to school. Where am I Satan? I should read the Atlantic sometimes. I'm not such a stereotype. Uh, I my honestly, I was pretty low on the social ladder. It was like me, like the assistant principal was like one above me, and above us all was like the kid with the rolly backpack, you know, he was like the cool kid in our friend group. Like the kid that bullied me, I had a bull cut at this time, by the way. Keep that in mind. I get that that's a large visualization. I had a bull cut. Kids that bullied me were an anime club, which is ass. One of my bullies posted a video of himself on Facebook recently doing katana choreography to Evanescence. And every day that kid was like, faggot, why? <laughs> me? How? And he's like, you eat vegetables. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, I guess. You know, I feel like when you live your whole life and you're just like kind of a dig, you know, people just like just dissing your identity. The, the, the only things that make up your very small existence as a high school student, you got two choices in life. You know, you can be like a drug addict or you can be a comedian. And like now I'm a comedian, which is great. But for a while, not so much. I used to be very into drugs. Um, not like in a fun way, not like in a Snoop Dogg way, like a Suge Knight kind of way. Like, I was very into pills and whatnot for most of my high school career. Uh, when I was 17, I got really into, say, for a few months, heroin, uh, which is kind of heavy, right? And no one, when I said it, like, no one believed me. And I, and I get it. Like, I don't look like I was on heroin. I look like I was on Glee, um, <laughs> right? Yeah. Got, a, like, a Cory Monty situation going on. But uh <laughs> when I first got to treatment, my, um, my first roommate was also a heroin addict. We got along got along great you know <laughs> like he was like so wise he's like he's like don't listen to this guy jared all right you can do heroin and still live a perfectly good life it's like how he's like just eat healthy exercise every day only do like a little bit of heroin my buddy lived for like two years <laughs> and i was like but then i'll be old enough to drink right <laughs> this is the heaviest note of all time this is the heaviest <laughs> note of all time is it freezing in here close the door all right, what if I fine? I'll, I'll, I'll end on a, I'll end on a good happy joke. All right, this one's about Judaism. All right, <laughs> I love Jewish culture. All right, I love Jewish culture. Right, my roommate, he's from Tel Aviv, telling me all about just you know Tel Aviv, and I thought it was amazing. It's an unbelievable place. You know, like the people, the culture, the weather, these amazing things, and I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. You know, uh, fortunately enough, I was able to take a vacation there last summer, and I remember just going for a walk in the park and thinking like, wow, this place is real. Israel, like Israel. Thank you very much. Very funny, very talented. Aaron Atkins, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Atkins! Yay! He was talking about drugs there for a second. I have a pro tip to help everybody out. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. You're welcome. <laughs> cool, not... Not the big, <laughs> not the big drug. It's okay. I, I don't do it anymore. So. 
It's great in San Francisco. Uh, we're going into allergy season, and it's really fun because you can't tell who has allergies and, you know, who just has all the fun powder. All right, your next comedians, all the way from Santa Rosa, put your hands together for Franco Tavini. Yeah, keep it going for Pam, guys. Keep it going for <coughs> Mutiny Radio. How are we doing, Mutiny Radio? How are we doing tonight? Awesome. Very cool. You guys having a good 2020? Yeah? Very cool. I'm having a pretty good 2020. It's been a kind of a weird year for me. Um, I had a pretty good, like, holiday season, you know, right before the new year. And then um, in 2020, my family decided that this year was going to be a perfect year uh, for them to stage an intervention for me. Yeah, I know. Um, apparently, uh, that's not the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Um I uh, I was kind of bombarded with it. They came at me, and they, they apparently they think that I have problems controlling my anger. They think I have problems managing my anger, which, you know, that's their opinion. You know, <laughs> that's that's like you know, I want to validate how they feel. You know what I mean? And just don't, I don't agree with them. You know, like I don't think uh, I don't think I rage like that. I just think that um, that sometimes I sweat the small stuff. You know, like uh, I don't think that's unlike anybody else. Show of hands. Anybody else here ever get angry for seemingly no reason? Show of hands. See, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, we got a couple hands in the audience. You know, all I'm saying is, like, thank God some of you guys raised your hands, you know what I mean? Because, like, if not, I was going to fucking lose it, <laughs> you know? It's going to go apeshit. <laughs> like, I mean angry for no reason. Like, have you guys ever been enraged at an inanimate object for just obeying the laws of physics you guys ever been that upset yeah you ever put a water bottle on top of your own car sideways it rolls off you pick it up throw it into a tree and call it a cocksucker at the top of your lungs you guys know what i'm talking about you ever do that in a preschool parking lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> what you think you're better than me or something what's going on me in here anyhow what's up yeah man fuck i um no you know so here's the thing like i i i do get upset but my thing is it's not it's not completely selfish, you know. Like, sometimes I get upset altruistically. Like, I always get really upset uh, when I see people get pulled over. Yeah, does anybody else ever experience that? Anybody else ever feel empathy for other human beings? No? Just me? Okay, cool. Awesome, guys. <laughs> We're on a certain level there. Yeah, no, I, um, like, I, like, I told my buddy this. I said, like, I get really upset, when, like, when I see people get pulled over. And he was like, okay, but, like, did you ever think that maybe they're getting pulled over for something that they actually did? And I thought about it for a second. Honestly, guys, I don't give a shit, <laughs> you know? Like, I think I just like rooting for the underdog, you know? Like, they could be flying down the highway in a Mazda going 105 with bodies cascading out the trunk, and I would still stick my head out the window and be like, leave them alone, you fucking pigs! You know? It's too, it's, it's excessive is what I'm saying. It's, like, too much, like, like, police uh, overall, like, police, uh, you know, uh, force is too much. But even just the cars they drive are a lot, like, just getting pulled over. Have you guys seen, like, modern taxpayer dollar cop cars? You know what I'm talking about? There's, like, big, beefy Dodge Challengers with, like, the 36 red and blue lights. Looks like you're being pulled over by a summer music festival. Do you guys know <laughs> what I'm saying? You guys know what I'm fucking with? You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's going to be a long night when you look in the rearview mirror. You're like, shit. It's Coachella. Fuck, I can't, I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back. You know, that's too much. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I like modern cop cars. Not only do you know do they have all the lights, but they can they can talk. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, you guys are. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like one of those fun Disney Pixar ways. I mean like um 
modern cop carts have those bullhorn speakers on the front, and in an emergency system, they get on and they use it. And basically, it sounds like a PA from God. And uh, I didn't know that they could do this. And about three uh, months ago, I saw a guy b get pulled over on the 101. He was driving in the fast lane. He was speeding, and he got hit with the red and blue lights. He was completely bedazzled, so he just drifted over, <laughs> and he stopped directly on the center divide. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know anything about California traffic laws, but that is highly illegal. <laughs> and all of us within a three-mile radius found that out immediately because that cop just got on that horn and just went, no, 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 what the fuck are you doing? You cannot stop there. That's the center of the highway. You dipshit, you're going to kill both of us. You got to get over and then stop. You go to the right and then stop. Nobody's and not there. That's the middle lane, you dumbass. That's the actual center of the highway. That is so reckless. You got to get, get over further and that you that's no, not there either. That's the slow lane. I know it looks like they're stopping there. They're just going incredibly goddamn slow. You got to get off the entire highway. So I can, and, oh, and you're gonna park there. Really? You're gonna park there. It's like a row of hedges behind you. Why do we? Where am I supposed to park? It's like the fucking secret garden behind you. You know what, dude? You you were stressing me out. If you would just you take the next exit, you meet me in the Denny's parking lot, and I will buy you a Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity. All right? I just <laughs> That's so stressful, you know. I think. Thank you. <laughs> I think that uh, it was also much more stressful for me because I think I have PTSD going into it uh, because I have priors on my record. I don't know if maybe I'm the, <laughs> the only one. Um, show of hands, I need some honesty from you guys, Mutiny Radio. Has anybody here ever gotten arrested for a DUI? Show of hands. There we go. Can I get some applause for the brave souls that raised their hands? Told all you perfect strangers they got a DUI. I mean, I never have because I'm not a fuck-up, you know? But, like, I appreciate, like, <laughs> the honesty. It's, like, great, you know? It's, like, camaraderie or something. No, 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 that's not entirely true. <laughs> that's just mean. I have been, I have been arrested for drinking and driving. Um, uh, but the thing is, uh, I didn't get a DUI. And you might go, like, well, how is that possible? Well, I didn't get a DUI. Um, I got <laughs> what is known as a wet and reckless do you guys know? Yeah, maybe some of you have gotten one. Do, uh, do you guys know what a wet and reckless is? So basically, uh, in summation, it's like a DUI junior. It's like a training wheels felony. <laughs> it's like uh, the sexiest of all driving infractions. It's not, and it sounds, uh, you know, uh, you it's technically a misdemeanor, uh, but it doesn't even sound like a crime that anybody should be capable of committing. You know what I mean? Like, literally, it's it like if you tell someone you got a uh, wet and reckless, they just assume that you won a prize on a Nickelodeon show. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, it has zero street cred. I can't fucking go hard and tell somebody I got locked up for something that literally sounds like a random line out of a low-budget 1970s Swiss porn. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> just like, okay, babe, lie down on the bed. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you. Uh, how do you want it? Don't reckless. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a very messy thing is what I'm trying to say. It's a sticky situation. Guys, thank you very much. Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Keep it going for your beautiful host, Pam Benjamin, everyone. Keep it going for Franco Davini and his baby felony. Come on, be a real criminal like the rest of us. Canada will kick you out forever. We can never go. Uh, your next comedian, hey, he's all the way from L.A., and I'm super excited to hear all his hilarious Jokes, clap your hands together for Ben Mel. What's up, San Francisco? How you guys doing? Good, we're good. I'm great. I just got engaged. Yes, give it up for monogamy. 
Yeah, I just got engaged to a beautiful black woman. One guy, woo! <laughs> I thought San Francisco was progressive, you racist. Let's go, pick it up. Give me some energy. Yeah, I got engaged to a beautiful black woman, but I'm terrified. Because she wants kids, and if we have an ugly child, her family will know exactly who's responsible. Like, if we have a Blake Griffin instead of an Idris Elba, her grandma's going to be pissed. I don't want to do that. I don't want to give my kid red hair. Black women have been through enough. You know? It's not fair. It's a burden. There's only been two successful black men ever with red hair. Malcolm X, assassinated, and Blake Griffin, traded to Detroit. <laughs> it's not good odds for my kid. You know? I remember the first time I got made fun of for having red hair. It was in the sixth grade. This kid came up to me. He was like, hey, man, does the carpet match the drapes? I was like, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my mom. Um, she usually handles the interior design. It's like, ew, you're gross. It's like, you're the creep who's into my mother's curtains, not me, pal. It's not easy, man. I don't, you know, I, my kid's already going to be mixed race, you know? So he's going to have to deal with those unfair stereotypes. And on top of that, he's going to have to deal with the most obvious unfair stereotype of having red hair. Or enormous penises. You get it. It's a tale as old as time, redheads and their huge dongs. You guys know. I don't have to get into it. I, uh, I'm lucky, though. My fiance's family really likes me. I was the only white person invited to the family reunion. And her grandmother was so cool. She gathered generations of this beautiful black family and me for a photo. I'll never forget what she said. She was like, Ben, honey, get the fuck out of the photo. <laughs> I get it. That would be a really tough photo to Photoshop me out of. It's not like you can bring that one to Kinko's. Like, what did you do with that? Uh, the last time I was in Texas visiting my in-laws, my mother-in-law was showing me off to everybody, all her coworkers. She's like, this is my son-in-law, Ben. Isn't he wonderful? And this stranger came up to me, and she hugged me so hard. And she whispered, whispered in my ear, may Jesus bless you with all of his heart and his power. She hugged me so hard, I forgot I was Jewish. I was like, amen, I feel the power of the Lord. And my fiance yelled out, don't hug him, he's a Jew. And the lady was like, oh, he's not a Jew, dear Jesus, bless this boy double. And I was like, you know, to be fair, Jesus was a Jew a long time ago. And she was like, not in Texas, baby. I, uh, I want to have kids. I love my fiance very much. I called my mom because I, I thought of a great name if we have a boy. I said, mom, if we have a boy, I want to name my son Tyrone. And she was like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you can't fucking do that. And I was like, why not? She's like, play it safe, Ben. Name your kid Dylan. It's like, Mom, there's been six school shooters named Dylan. The only thing a Tyrone's ever done is help his shitty friend move out of Erica Badu's apartment. <laughs> Tyrone's a hero's name as far as I'm concerned. Tyrone's a name that projects confidence. You know why there's never been a school shooter named Tyrone? he was too busy drowning in pussy, that's why. <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. Yeah, you know, get engaged. No one tells you how expensive everything's going to be. You have to do so many things. It's ridiculous. The other day we went tuxedo shopping, and it was re revealed I have terrible taste because I wanted a green velvet tuxedo. Yeah. And my fiancé was like, Ben, you cannot wear a green velvet tuxedo to our wedding. Like, why not? You're going to look like a fucking leprechaun. That's racist. That's racist. Yeah. I, uh, I had to get an engagement ring. 
That's the dumbest thing on the planet. A man who's never been in a jewelry store in his entire life has to pick out the perfect ring, the perfect diamond, the perfect setting. We're not allowed to have this conversation because it has to be a surprise and you don't know this is happening. Wink, wink. That's the dumbest shit ever. So I walked in this jewelry store. The saleswoman sees me. Immediately she comes up to me. She says, sir, this is one of our loveliest diamonds. It's $20,000. I said, well, it's beautiful and I'm flattered you think I have $20,000. And she was like, well, if you prefer cheaper options. And I was like, ooh, you sneaky bitch. Because I know what that means. That means if you don't buy this ring, you're a scumbag who doesn't appreciate his girlfriend. And if you do buy the ring, I get a huge commission in your home room. So I was like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to get out of the situation? She said, sir, just to put your mind at ease, all of our diamonds are ethically sourced. We do not deal in blood diamonds. And I was like, that's going to be a deal breaker for me. My fiance really had her heart set on a blood diamond. She was like, sir, I don't. I don't think you know what that means. I'm like, no, 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 I get it. I am anti-blood diamond. I am anti-child soldier of any kind. I just know my fiance. I know what she likes. Like, you sure you don't have any in the back? Like, sir, we don't do blood diamonds in the back. Like, hey, look, I don't know what to tell you. Before I left the house, my fiance said two things. Ever since I was a little girl, I've wanted a big wedding and a blood diamond. The bloodier, the better. So who am I to ruin a little girl's dreams? You know? Guys, I live in L.A. now. It's, uh, you know, it's really cool. I live right next to a 7-Eleven. Not to brag, but uh, there's always a line outside for Redbox. And I was thinking to myself the other day, how the fuck is Redbox still a thing? Like, there are better ways to rent a movie than getting stabbed at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and the movies aren't new. Like, I refuse to get stabbed over We Bought a Zoo. I'm not doing that. That's embarrassing. Like, the, the, the instructions for Redbox are a recipe for disaster. It's step one, turn your back to this sketchy neighborhood. Step two, take out your credit card. Step three, submerge yourself in a dirty red mesh hood. Have you guys seen We Bought a Zoo? The premise is the kid's mom dies, so his dad buys them a fucking giraffe. That's not real life. My dad died. All I got was a tuna casserole from my neighbor. I didn't get a fucking giraffe. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Also, We Bought a Zoo is like Matt Damon's 13th best movie. Like the one where he played the Chinese guy in The Great Wall was way better. It's super <laughs> racist, but it's a way better movie. You know? Can you imagine if you got stabbed renting We Bought a Zoo? You'd have to go to the hospital and the doctor would be like, sir, those are some pretty aggressive stab wounds. Are you gang affiliated? No, I'm just a huge Matt Damon fan. Have you seen We Bought a Zoo? I have. It's terrible. It's a terrible movie. All right, I'm Ben Mail. Thanks, guys. Ben Mail, everyone. Matt Damon. Big, big Matt Damon fans in the house. Matt Damon, yeah. Uh, your next comedian looks nothing like Matt Damon. He actually, I like to pretend that... Uh, the ghost of my abortion in 1995 uh, left my vagina and went straight into his mom. So I like to pretend that he's the ghost of my abortion. My my son, everyone put it together. For Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Oh, mom. So does anybody else think that uh, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and uh, what's his face, Tom Stoyer, 
were all hired by the DNC just to stop Bernie Sanders? A little bit, a little bit. I don't know. I, I just made me think about that. I don't know. I don't trust white people. I don't know. I just everything your com your previous comedian talked about was very true. I was very nervous. I was like, please don't date my sister, please. Very nervous. Uh, but I don't know. I'm from San Francisco. I'm I'm one of the only ones from San Francisco in this festival tonight. And uh, I don't know. I freak out about certain things because it's just because there's a lot of gentrification happening in the city. Like, if you guys ever seen uh, BDSM, do you know what that is? BDSM, it's like white people, you know, they have sex with, like, chains and whips and shit, right? The first time I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, white people have gentrified slavery. <laughs> right? No one else thought that for, like, a second. <laughs> They've taken over everything. Post Malone won an award, and then slavery got gentrified. I don't know. I just thought, I got really fucking nervous. I really did. I don't know, it's hard for me to date white women anymore, just in general. I had a lot of fun. They had a good run. They're very fun. But uh, the last white girl I had sex with told me that she only fucks uh, black guys, Mexican guys, and Muslim guys, right? And I was like, bitch, you are the government. <laughs> I got really scared. Like, who has it worse? Who has it worse in this country than those three types? Of men, women, easily. We all know that. Women have it rough. Definitely fucking crazy. I, I kind of forgot about Kavanaugh at this point, but it's like everything around him reminds you of how shitty this country is. Um, I don't know. Another reason you can see, like, how sexist everything is in this country is just you can just think about nightlife in general, right? Like, for women, it's just, like, way worse. Like, I went to a club recently, and I figured out that I don't know how to dance with girls anymore because – Guys don't ask girls to dance at clubs. Like the other day, I saw this girl minding her own business. Have you ever been chilling, just just doing your own thing with your girlfriends, right? And for some reason, guys are like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to hump her now. I'm just gonna." You ever get that? The dick on the forehead? Never just. No. No, it's always pretty bad. I don't know, man. I don't know, one thing we always do on the left, too, I hope <sighs> I hope Bernie Sanders wins, but if Biden does win, we can't make, we, I know, I'm just saying we can't make fun of him like the way we made fun of Hillary, because we were, make, we were making fun of Hillary while Trump supporters were making fun of Hillary, and then Trump won. So it's, we kind of fucked up a little bit, right? I'm just saying, that, that's, just <sighs> that's just what happens. Another thing we do on the left is that we all like to compare like our oppression to each other's oppression. We like to play like the oppression Olympics. Like, oh, what I'm going through is worse. I don't think that's the way to solve shit. But I do get jealous of the gay community because I feel like gay people have cooler holidays than black people. In general, right? Like we get February, we get a whole month. You know, we get car dealership shit for Martin Luther King Day. But gay people have a parade. A parade? That's fucking dope. Like, I wish there was one day a year I could just swing my dick down Market Street. You know what I mean? Anybody else been to Pride? Just me? I'm just watching. Guys swing their dicks? All right. Maybe. I'll start watching that. I don't know. Have you ever been watching porn and uh, you start laughing at the video you're, you're watching? I see you smiling. Yeah. That's how you know you watch too much porn. When you start to find the humor in it, you've... You, you've got a problem. That's what that means. 
the other day I was watching this porn and uh, at the end of the video, this girl's getting you know cum shot on her face, and uh, <laughs> but right at the same time she got cum shot on her face, she like sneezed on his dick, right? It's like you know like in Dragon Ball Z when the two forces come together, <laughs> it's like this big ball of energy, and like <laughs> the guy freaked out. He was like, "Oh, you sneezed on my dick!" and she was like, "You came on my face. Relax. Like, come on. Like, there's everything's fine." And I didn't. <laughs> I started laughing because I was like, "No one said cut. Like, there is. <laughs> like, this is definitely not a part of the porn. The writing isn't that good. It's not that great." I was watching World Star the other day, and I found out that uh, you know Steven Spielberg's daughter apparently is a porn star. She like came out as a porn star. <laughs> These guys nodding in the back. You weren't supposed to nod. <laughs> but <laughs> like, yup, mm-hmm, looked that shit up the other day. Uh, I don't know, it, it blew my mind because I was like, you know, we watch porn. People who aren't one of the best filmmakers in the world watch porn. And I still judge porn. I'm like, ah, oh, this could have been better. But like, you know, Spielberg was probably watching that and probably thinking like, ah, the cinematography is awful. Right? It's, it's pretty bad. But... I think Steven Spielberg's daughter, she might be the best, like, actress in porn, right? Because she has the greatest influence possible. Anybody know? All right. I'm alone on this. I always try to convince people with my porn jokes. I don't know. I watch too much porn. I didn't think it was a problem until I started being late to, like, important shit. Like, I'm late to my job a lot. Like, way too often. I'm 30 minutes late every day. And, uh... It's because I watch porn in the morning. It gets me going. It gets it gets me motivated, and ju I just see everybody else I don't want to fuck on the way to, to my job. This isn't even a joke. This is a confession. One minute left. It's about as long as I last, too. It's only one minute. It's pretty rough. Uh, I think I'm going to end this now. Mm. You guys want to get uh, political shit or, like, you know, like nice shit? Nice shit? Okay. So I work at a school, which is always weird to conclude with. <laughs> uh, I work in a middle school, and they fucking suck. I hate them so much. I Middle school kids are just, a sh just shitty little people. Think about the ugliest you've ever been in your life on the inside and the outside <laughs> was in middle school, right? Just shitty, ugly people. Um, the first day of school, I saw this little girl get hit in the face with a burrito. And it was, I'm glad some of you were laughing. I got in trouble for laughing. Um, <laughs> it was fucked up, too, because she was, it was, <laughs> it was this little sixth grader, and she had, like, really nice clothes. You know, on the first day of school, you have, like, the nicest shit you've ever had, <laughs> and it's just covered in just beans and salsa. And, uh, yeah, I laughed, I laughed at her pain. I'll, 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 I'll end with this, though. There's this kid who always makes fun of my hairline, which is why I wear hats, because I'm self-conscious. And um, I kind of got sick of it the other day. I started to lose my patience with the kids because I, I walked in the class that I helped teach, right? And he says, hey, Mr. Mike, you don't have a hairline, right? And I'm like, you know what, kid? You don't have a dad. <laughs> I know. It's fucked up. So I, I went to his class <laughs> afterwards, too. I was like, hey, class, knock, knock. Not this kid's father. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Mike Evans Jr. is a soulless monster! Yay! Yay! 
Uh, thank you guys so much. That's been the Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to take a 10-minute break, and uh, we'll be back with the next show, which is Hell Hat, which is going to be a super, super fun, good time. So clap it up for all the comedians that you saw. Mike Evans Jr., Ben Mel, Franco Tavini, Aaron Atkins, and the first comedian was, I'm remembering everybody's, Dashiell Thompson. Yay, and I've been Pam Benjamin. We'll be back uh, with the next show in 10 minutes. Yay! Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the heart of the mission. Or if you can't be with us, listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at www.mutinyradio.fm. Join us March 1st to 7th for these amazing events. What kind of a future? Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Carmen Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 1969 gold Cadillac with the white material. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. It's good to see you. I am a journalist from Laurie Stone. Laurie Stone is absolutely right. I am an adolescent. And I will talk about Colonel Blake. Henry. Charlie here. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She thinks the man.
Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch What's happening? This is your boy, Rob Edwards. I'm here to tell you about the 5th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's March 1st through the 7th, 2020, with special podcasts and comedy shows 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. all week long. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. Just search Mutiny Radio and get ready for 76 comments from all over the U.S. Coming for 66 programs in seven days, all here at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission, or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at Mutiny Radio. FM. Join us March 1st through the 7th for these amazing events. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead pencils? Well, shoot. From time to time, I do start to juke. You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Now, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radio so you're saying i could tell my jokes every monday from 6 to 8 that's what i'm saying it's the joke workshop mondays 6 to 8 p.m at the mutant radio Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a paddle? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy, plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! <laughs> Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour calls are down. Time for the hell Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. We're performing for each other and this young gentleman right here. Yes. <laughs> Although he is a comedian too. <laughs> so he's just not he's just a, he's just a young one. He's soaking in all of um, our incredibly delicious uh, comedian juices. Th uh, this show is hell hat and there are this is the creative juices show. We're going to be flowing. Uh, I'll show you how it works. There's this um, abhorrent hat over here on the side. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, for the second hour. We usually do this show. We haven't done it in a long time, actually, but I, I culled the best hell hats from all the other hell hats, and this is this is how it works. So you're going to pull from the hat, and 
get a card and you can say it out loud or you can think about it or you can just do it. Um, so I'm going to say that it's, it's time that together we recognize that labor is important. And who are the means of production? Women. We actually go through labor. It's not paid at all. It's time that we double down on women. I say the clitoris is a tiny dick. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. All sizes matter. This was a dictator speech. That was, so I tried to bring it around the dick at the end. Then you throw the card dramatically and you pick another one. Is your mommy proud of you? Absolutely not. She has never.